Welcome to Tits and Awesome Stories. I'm Curvy. I'm Liza. <laughs> and welcome. If you're joining us for the first time, we're so glad that you're here. If you are a repeat listener, we love you. And thank you for all your support. New people, we love you too. Don't think I'm leaving you out. But yeah, so we're glad that you're here, that you're joining us. Um, let us know, you know, where you're listening to us at. If, you know, you're here with us on YouTube or Spotify or Google Podcast, wherever you're listening, we'd love to know. Yes, so, yeah. yes. Please let us know. Uh, uh, don't forget, we do have social medias. We have a Facebook. Um, we have a Facebook, Lies Jane. Then we also have the uh, TNIS podcast mm -hmm. page. Uh, you can follow either one of those. We have an Instagram and we do have a Twitter. I don't do Twitter, so I don't know much about it. No, but yeah, we don't really use Twitter. Like I'm, especially since Elon has taken over, I am yeah. not a fan of Twitter anymore. Well, like it's I just think, gone downhill. I think our editor posts on Fridays uh, whenever we. I think so. It's just the, automatic posts. Yeah. yeah. Other than that, I don't even. I don't even, I, I think I have a Twitter. Um, yeah, we did actually, speaking of social media, is we were having kind of like a little meeting before we started mm -hmm. recording. And we actually were talking about how we're going to uh, maybe once or twice a year or maybe a little more. We'll see how it works. Sorry. Um, <laughs> step on your grave. <laughs> um, so we're thinking about actually doing a episode live on TikTok. Like we'll still record it, obviously, mm -hmm. but we'll be live at the same time. And then that way you guys can actually be here with us and join us when it's live. And I think that'll be a lot of fun. We'll definitely do that. Yeah, that would be fun. And then um, it'd be nice if, people would send us comments because then we can interact with you as we're doing Yeah, that exactly. So that'd be yeah. really cool. Um, as she said, the TikTok thing, uh, we've actually discussed this a couple times about doing a TikTok, but I think this time we're actually going to do it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's kind of a little like treat we have for you guys. And I, I'm excited about it. I think it'll be awesome. So we definitely have some things that we're wanting to kind of add this season and then kind of, you know, uh, kind of change things up just a little to try to, you know, just, just make it so you don't that have to it's listen. more enjoyable for yeah, everybody. you don't have to listen to me uh, stumble upon words so much as I was <laughs> last season. Hey, hey, teamwork. that's okay. That teamwork. teamwork. Teamwork makes the dream work. I almost <laughs> forgot what I was saying there. Like I was driven over my words. So, okay. With all that out of the way, getting down to our topic for today, we're actually going to discuss relationships specifically healthy versus toxic relationships. Um, we have both been in toxic relationships and healthy ones. So we really want to give, you know, our opinions on that and talk about some things that, you know, we feel are like red flags and stuff like that. So, yeah. So mm -hmm. with that being said, do you want to start us off with our first, our first talking point there? So like the first one you have here yeah what do we have down for our first so one what experiences have you had with both okay so yeah so what experiences so let's do this let's since we have our talk our toxic listed first go ahead and give us if you're comfortable with that mm -hmm. you know sharing some some parts of like a toxic relationship that you had and we're not necessarily talking about friendships on this. We're talking more along the lines of relationship, like couples yeah, is what yeah. we're, we're getting on. I think one day we should talk about toxic friendship as well at some point, yeah. but not today. So anyway, yeah. So for a toxic relationship, what's some experience that you've had, some situations you've been in, what uh, you went through? My 
whole marriage. <laughs> I love you, Josh. Uh, we're much, much better friends and uh, co-parents than we were in a relationship. That shows growth. We, yeah. It took us a long time for us to get to you, where we are now. Yeah, you both have grown. I mean, we can hang up the phone and be like, love you guys. You know? Yeah. That's, you, yeah. But uh, we were... We both had a lot of mental health issues that we were not taking care of, that mm -hmm. we were not diagnosed yet. And I think we took a lot of our our emotions out on one another. Yeah. Um, we did get physical a couple times with each other, and that was the first and only time I've ever really been physical with a person. Right. Um, but we just, we didn't mesh very well mm -hmm. with each other. We fought a lot, and we... I don't, I don't know. We just weren't, we were just toxic to each other. I yeah, mean, I don't even really know. Fit. Yeah, I don't even know how to explain it, really. We just, we weren't in a good headspace for each right. other. Um, I would say the last relationship that I was in uh, toward the end was very toxic. Um, there was a lot of mental health issues that were oh, not being taken care with of. With your ex? Yes. Yeah, definitely. Um, so the end the end was very toxic. He uh, made comments. Of, he opened our relationship up, and then throughout it, it's almost like he would try to make me feel bad for mm -hmm. being with someone else, but yet you were the one that wanted to do this from the beginning. And then he would go, well, I don't want to do this anymore. And I'm like, I don't. Yeah, he was very wishy-washy. You can't keep going back and forth on something. If you if you want to do it, then do it. Don't continuously backtrack. That drove me absolutely insane. Um, I wasn't always the best either. I would take my emotions out on him um, because I would get frustrated with him. But like I said, it it was both of us, not just one of us. I think that when you're dealing with somebody who's toxic, at least for most people, it's hard to not be toxic back mm -hmm. sometimes, you know what I mean? So definitely, you know, I think that plays a part in it. I think when I started being toxic back is when I had, I realized that I was no longer in love with him. Yeah. I had hit that point where I was like, I don't think that, well, I mean, I did tell him you could walk out right now and I wouldn't even be phased at this point because right. you've tried to walk out so many times before that it's not going to hurt me anymore. Right. So I think that's probably about the time that I started being pretty toxic back to him. See that right there in itself is pretty toxic, constantly telling your partner you're gonna leave him. Like that's a form mm -hmm. of, of control and that's emotional abuse, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can only cry so much before you just don't have anything left in you. This is very true. So, what about you? What are... Um, I, you know, sadly, most of my previous relationships were toxic in some way. Um, I wasn't always toxic back, um, but I've learned a lot from them. My marriage towards the end there uh, became very toxic. We both became very toxic towards each other because there was a lot of resentment. Mm -hmm. on my end towards him and trauma that was never healed or mm -hmm. resolved for both of us from childhood and things like that and you know the situation where we got together it was kind of a rocky situation anyway yeah. um so you know um yeah they, i mean like i said towards the end it was pretty toxic we both started saying things to each other you know that we wouldn't have normally said um mm -hmm. you know he he didn't realize it, but he got very controlling 
towards the end there. Like it was pretty bad. Like if I didn't leave my location on, on Google maps, he would go into like, it, it just, yeah, he would That's be very upset. He would be very upset. Um, and you know, I would be accused of hiding things from him, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, conversations on my phone. I had to change the passcode on my phone because he would go through my phone without my permission because he knew the passcode and then he would say, oh, well, it just happened to be laying there on, so I just happened to glance at it. You happened to accidentally glance at a text message that was closed? How does that work accidentally? So, yeah, um, there were a lot. There was also financial Mm. um, things that we went through as well. Like, um, at one point, I finally said... I wanted to have a separate checking account because every single penny that I would spend, I I had to explain all of it. It was an issue. It didn't matter if it was for groceries or for something stupid. I will never, ever do a joint account with anyone ever again. Never. I, I would do a joint account just for bills. Like, that's the only thing that I would do. Like, okay, I put my portion of the bills in this account. Mm-hmm. You put your portion of the bills in the account. We use that account to pay bills, and that's it. See, I'm totally, I'm, I'm polar opposite when it comes to that. Because if you want a certain amount from me, you let me know. I'll cash up it to you. Right. Yeah, that's it. That's right. all your, I won't, I, nope. Max has been real enough for me. <laughs> yeah, and just to touch on that for a minute, just because you share a bank account doesn't mean it's a controlling situation. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't mean it's toxic. It just, that's what works for you guys. The joint checking account was not working for us. Yeah, and that's why. Yeah, that's why I went to a separate account, and I remember it was such a big deal because he went, and this was years ago before I even knew that I didn't want to be married to him anymore. Um, he would take and... Um, he would be like, when I brought up the whole, I want to have a separate checking account, he'd be like, well, you know, why do you want to do that? You know, are you planning on leaving me? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, I just, how am I supposed to buy gifts and stuff and keep it a secret from you? If you can see every penny that I'm spending and where it's coming from. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Especially if you are made to explain everything that you're spending. Mm -hmm. You know, if, if I spend $25 at Target, Unless it's, you know, something that I absolutely think that you should know about, it's... It shouldn't matter. shouldn't matter what I've spent Exactly, on. exactly. I mean, I walk into Target, and I get in the dollar section, and then I'm fucked, so... I know. <laughs> That's why I don't go to Target, because it's right there, that whole, like, little section. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. But, yeah, so... And then some of the other things that happened, um, not just that, but, like, even little things, like... Just anytime, anytime that something would change, it would cause an issue. There was no real communication. Mm-hmm. Um, it, yeah, it was just, it just wasn't a good situation in the end. I think that was a lot of our problem too, is we didn't have healthy communication with one another. Yeah. Um, in my marriage and in my previous engagement, I think those were the two most toxic relationships that I was really in. Mm-hmm. Um I was in one with this guy and a, a friend of mine's boyfriend had put his hands on her mm-hmm. and I made a comment and I was like, if I can hit him with no reason, there ain't nothing I can do to you that ain't going to phase me. 
And I never hit him, of course. No. But I wanted this man to think that I will wreck your world if you put your hands on her right, again. Right, right. You know? But that that relationship was that child. He was very immature. That that relationship. Um, that was I was fresh out of high school, just in yeah, college. Yeah, so kids. yeah, he had yeah. never had to experience being a grown up. Well, I on the other hand had to experience being a grown up. Pay yeah. my bills and yeah. it's still not an excuse because you know when I was younger and starting dating and stuff and even though there were times when I was toxic I never put my hands on anybody yeah there's no excuse for it like I said there was only one time that I've ever been physical and that was in my in my marriage and uh we were both at fault I could see you and Josh going rounds I can totally picture that. He had me in a headlock on the floor. Oh my god! It's when I lived in the the apartment <laughs> across above the street from you. Yeah. When we lived upstairs. Yeah. When, uh, yeah, the two people that lived downstairs. Was and that when Sandy was there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because he had me in a headlock. Oh my god! All I god. could think is if I'm dying here, then fucking downstairs neighbors are gonna hear it, and I was just beating <laughs> on the fucking floor, like. They're going to know something's going on up here. I shouldn't be laughing because that's awful. It's not funny, but... Oh, it's fucking hilarious now. Because me and him, we, yeah. We just, we're, we were not a good couple. Right. But we're much, much better friends and parents than we, you know. Yeah. I mean, hell, he, he treats my youngest son like that's his kid. And I mm -hmm. treat his youngest son like that's my kid. Yeah. I mean, he's even willing to come and watch the little boy that I babysit for so I can take... He's a good dude. Yeah, so I could take another one of my kids to an appointment. Yeah. You know, and not many ex-husbands will be willing to do those types of things for exactly. you. So it just shows you how good of friends that we are now yeah. versus how we were when we were in a relationship. And, exactly. And like you said with yours, there wasn't a whole lot of healthy communication in that. Mm -hmm. We were together on and off for like nine months and we were just like, got up one morning and was like, oh, let's go get married. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Never do that shit again. Oh man, <laughs> he, yeah. It took me a long time before I was like, the fuck That's was the that? ice maker? <laughs> It took me a long time for me to even be like, okay, I think I want to get married again. Yeah. And I've been engaged twice since then. Right. <laughs> Ain't married nobody else yet. So. Not yet. <laughs> it's all about, you know, being with the right person. Yeah. I think it really is. I, I agree. And I think a lot of people don't see those red flags in the very beginning because they are so caught up in that that fresh love and yeah I see my daughter and I were talking about that the other day about how people can't always see the red flags you can't mm -hmm. always tell when you like you yourself are throwing off red flags that that's why it's important to have people that check you that you know be like hey okay you need to rethink how you're acting or you know you this isn't cool and you know, and you be okay with that. Mm -hmm. But it's so important because it really is hard to see those red flags, whether you're giving them off or you're they're being thrown at you mm -hmm. a lot of the times. Because, like you said, you get caught up in those that's, that that's fresh love, that fresh that love, that puppy love, the endorphins that you get, you know. And yeah, yeah. I that's like I told Von Scott. I said, if I'm being a bitch. Tell me I'm being Yeah, rich. exactly. I mean, you don't have to word it that way, or you could be like, Liza, you're 
you're being a bitch. Yeah. We need to, we need to reevaluate this situation. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I want him to be able to come to me and say, exactly. I didn't like how that played out. Let's, let's re-talk about this or, you know, revisit the subject or, you know, you know what I mean? Like that's healthy, healthy communication. You better put SpongeBob doing that on, on I know. the top of I'm her. I'm expecting some nice edits, <laughs> like a rainbow chime too. <laughs> Healthy communication. But yeah, I think, you know, and I think for most of us, most people come from families that have issues, like, and don't know how to communicate. And I think that's one of the cool things about current times and the new younger generation from what I've seen and everything, they're learning that communication is so important. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's that's awesome that people are more willing to work towards that and want those goals, you know, yeah. which I think is awesome. So as far as a healthy relationship goes. Um, the one that I'm in right now is healthy. Yeah. Um, we do communicate. We've had uh, discussions about things. Uh I'm comfortable where I am. I don't have to worry about, like in my last relationship, I I always had to worry about how was that day going to go. Well, yeah, you used to walk on, we both used to walk on eggshells in our relationships, like big time. That's actually one of the things that we're going to talk about here uh, in a little bit is walking on eggshells. Like that's Mm -hmm. a major one. But communication is better now. Mm-hmm. And and I have told him before, like, we, we got into a discussion about um, one of his dogs has a bad habit of stealing food. Oh, yeah, you were telling me about that. And I'm not okay with that. Mm-hmm. And he, of course, he's not okay with it either. But I'll be saying these things, and then all I get is, okay, babe, all right, babe, I'll fix it. And I'm like, no. You have to talk to me too. Right. I need to know what you're thinking, how you feel about it, what you want to do about the situation. It can't just be one-sided. Exactly. We both have to have our thoughts brought up and and we have to be able to communicate about how we both feel about this situation and come to a decision on how we're going to work to solve the problem. Right. You know, and I don't think that I had that really in my last relationship, especially no. toward the end. I think in the beginning it in the beginning it was healthy. It was very healthy. You know, I felt like this was my person. Like I was when you think of love and you think of I the way that I look at it is I'm I was home. You know? Yeah. I felt safe and and then it just went from feeling safe to crying all the time because mm-hmm. I wasn't happy anymore Mm -hmm. and I don't worry about that so much in this relationship because the obviously this man's been trying to come at me for the last five years (laughs) yeah he's he's been waiting he's he's waited a while and he's I don't know it's just it's different it's different but I don't feel like I have to worry about whether or not this man's going to leave me today or if he's going to tell me he's leaving me so I'm it's healthy in the sense of I'm not anxious all the time anymore. Right. What about you? Um, I would say the same thing about communication. Every so often, every few months or so, 
you know, we'll just check in with each other. We'll be like, hey, you know, you still feeling okay about everything? Yeah, I'm feeling great about everything, you know. And that's important, too, is to check in with your partner. Mm -hmm. That's part of that healthy communication. I no longer worry about, is what I say going to trigger some negative emotions? Am I going to regret this conversation later? Like, mm -hmm. am I going to wish I never had it with you? Um, I don't have the issue of talking to a brick wall anymore. Like I can actually say, hey, you know, I feel this way about this and I get a response and it's either a, well, it's just, you know, I can't do anything about it or yeah, you know, let's see what we can do sort of thing. Mm. Um, you know, like, and the support, um, I support him, what he does and he supports me and that's super important because mm -hmm. I didn't have that before in the last relationship. That's, that's how he is. Just like on the way over here, he was, uh talking to me about um, one of the topics that we had talked about mm -hmm. and he was like well do you want me to fill you in on this person and why they are the way they are and what's going on and and I was like well we've already discussed that but he's like well I'm just here to support you through everything mm -hmm. that you're doing and I said you're doing a lot more than my last relationship yeah did. and that's I awesome said, because you're actually being involved in the podcast and you're listening to the episodes and you're giving feedback and I didn't have that before. Same. I did not have that before either. Mm -hmm. I had quite a bit of jealousy. Mm -hmm. um, there was a lot of jealousy when it came to that. Um, but this is, you know, this is nice. This is, there's feedback, there's, in, you know, there's suggestions, there's, you know, talking about the episodes, you know, hey, this is what I think you guys could do differently. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, again, communication. Um, and my mental health is so much better, too, on top of it. Like, an unhealthy relationship will really screw with your mental health. Like mm -hmm. you said, you're not as anxious as you used to be. I'm not as anxious as I used to be, either. I actually um, have stopped taking one of my anxiety meds. Like, I quit cold turkey. I haven't felt like I've needed it. It's awesome. And... That's one thing I think that helps with that is before I could never be like, hey, I'm having a bad day. Can you tell me that we're okay? And it was always met with irritation. Now I can be like, I'm having a bad day. Can you tell me that we're okay? And it's like, yes, baby, we're fine. Mm -hmm. And or no, I'm a little upset about this or that, you know, and that's just that's a huge huge difference and it's such a huge relief to be able to and do they that don't, and he doesn't leave you hanging with the i'm upset with this he'll actually sit and have yeah. a conversation with mm -hmm. you and want to work through that as in your last relationship it was well i'm upset with you about this and we're just going to go back to what we were doing yeah and not exactly. try to have a conversation and work through it exactly yeah yeah I, yeah i get that so with that let me see what our next point is here. I'm sorry. My phone was off. So when did you decide with your ex that enough was enough? Um, my last relationship? Or, yes. Okay. Since that was your most recent unhealthy relationship, we'll go with that. Okay. Um, I, like I said, mental health issues. Um, he just stopped taking his meds. Just, yeah. just stopped. And when you are pretty much diagnosed with schizophrenia, no. It was anxiety and depression with psychosis. Yeah. Um, that was the end 
diagnosis, I believe. But she did say that she was treating him for schizophrenia. When you stop taking your meds and the voices are starting to consume you, your partner worries. So my concern was, okay, am I going to come home one day and find you dead in my basement? Yeah. Am I going to come home or be home and you have... Just for example, one night the voices were telling him that I was trying to kill him. Yeah, I remember you telling me that. And I had moved in bed and the voices told him that I was going to stab him. So he grabbed me and held on to me and kept, you know, yelling at me. And I literally had to scream at him to to let go. I didn't want to have to worry about that not only happening to myself, but to my children. Yeah. So... That was when I said, I can no longer do this with you. Mm -hmm. You have a choice. You can either go off of your meds and we can be done, or you can go back on your meds and we can work on this and try to figure out how to work through all of this. He chose no meds, so I chose my family over him. And I think that's a perfectly healthy boundary to before if we get any backlash or anything for that about oh you deserted him and his mental health when it was really bad blah blah no you didn't he deserted you guys mm -hmm. because he chose not to take his medicine and you gave him chance after chance after chance after chance mm -hmm. i i was there for the doctor's appointments i would tell the doctor the things that he refused to tell her because she needed to hear them and it's like, if you're not going to take in consideration what your doctor is telling you to do to make your life better, then there's nothing more that I can do for exactly. you. Exactly. Because a health professional who specializes in these things are telling you, you need to not smoke weed. You need to not drink. Those things mixed with your meds are not good. It's going to cancel out your medication. Yep. But when you're continuously choosing to be an alcoholic on top of being a schizophrenic, you're choosing yourself over your family. Yeah. And that was it. It was no longer me. It was me choosing me. You know, mm -hmm. I, I couldn't live knowing whether or not I was going to come home one day and he had shot himself. You know, I, I couldn't do that. There were days that he would tell me the voices made him think someone was in our house. So he would take a loaded gun yeah. while we were sleeping and walk through the house with it. What was to say those voices wouldn't tell him to shoot one of us? Yeah. You know what I mean? I have two small children. I can't do that. I couldn't. Right. That was enough for me. I was done. I couldn't. And... You know, I, I had went to a um, psychic medium and that was brought to my attention of, do you think that you're going to be able to stick through this with him? And I told her, yes, you know, I will do whatever I can in my power to stay with him and to be there and to love him no matter what. But when you continuously choose to make these decisions, mm -hmm. knowing that that a professional has told you these are not things that you should be doing. He in the end chose himself. Yeah. So that I, I was done. That was yep. enough. Now in my, in my marriage. <laughs> sure. When was, when was enough enough in your marriage? Um, when I was seven months pregnant, I came home from school. 
I was in beauty school. I came home from school. I found my laptop open. I'm glad you specified because it sounded like you were like in high school or something. Because you're saying school, I'm thinking. I was in beauty school. <sighs> my goodness. Um, I found my laptop open to Skype and there were messages back and forth between him and somebody. Yeah. Um, I had learned while I was pregnant that he had been cheating. Um, nothing physical, but cheating is cheating. Yeah, agreed. And so I ended ended us and then I was like I want my family to be a family I brought him back into our life and then I proceeded to cheat on him because I was no longer happy right I don't mean to laugh so, it's like no. you cheat on me I'm gonna cheat on two you two wrongs definitely don't make a right <laughs> but it was it was a it was enough because I wasn't happy anymore right. I didn't love him anymore like that right. you know it was you did these things to me and I don't think I can ever forgive you for them. Yeah. You know, of course I forgive him now. Like I said, we were, right. both, we were both kids. We didn't, you, I was 20. Yeah. He was 19. You know, we weren't where we should have been to be you married. You both have grown so much yeah. since then. Big time. Uh, so. We both got diagnosed and we know what our mental health issues are now. And, we both take medicine for it. We both take care of ourselves. We've, mm -hmm. he has a, a younger son that he has, I mean, he had to grow up because he takes care of him. Right. You know, basically. Yeah, full time pretty much. He had a lot of trauma growing up. Um, a lot of trauma, which I will not go into because those are his words to say, not mine. Yes, exactly. Um, and I think that a lot of that, we didn't know how to be parents. We didn't know how to be in a relationship yep. and be parents. Um, I think after we split up, uh, I had to become a full-time parent. So I had to grow up a lot faster when it came to, I have a tiny human that's depending on me. Exactly. I can't, I can't not do this. Right. Um, as for him, he didn't have that responsibility up until him and his youngest son's mother split up and right. then they split 50 50 so he has to take care of his child he's you know a single father yeah um so we've we've definitely grown in the sense of we understand where the other person is coming from in mm -hmm. those times like uh we do butt heads still about well, yeah things. like uh, i mean some of normal, our parenting though. styles uh, i did get snippy with him one day um, over a tablet. He said, I wouldn't let him be on that tablet all the time. I remember you telling me about that. And I said, I'm not going to get onto him for doing something that I'm doing all the time. Right. And I said, how about you parent your kid and I'll parent my kid. Yeah. And that was where we, but we butted heads, right. you know, it is our son, but that's my kid. You know, I've been the number one parent in his life since he was born. Yeah. So you parent your son, however you want to parent right. it. And since I'm the full-time parent of this child, I will parent him how I want to be parented or right. I want to parent him. Yeah. You can give me your input and I will take in everything that you're saying to me and I will think about what you're saying. Right. But in the end, it's my decision because I am the primary custodian exactly. parent for this child. Yeah. Exactly. So, but we yet we'll still have those conversations. Mm -hmm. So we went from being a very toxic people to each other to being in a healthy friendship, even though we're not talking about friendships, but we're a, in a healthy place now that right. we can communicate and co-parent and be friends. Right. 
you know, and I hope that one day you get that too. I really do. I want it for you. I wish I had that same relationship with my youngest son's dad. I wish you did too. That I have with my older son, his father, but I don't think that'll ever happen. I don't think so either, sadly. I think you just have to kind of take the situation as it is. Yeah. That was a work very, around it. That was a very toxic relationship too. Yeah. That was a very, very toxic, very toxic relationship. Yeah. He was an alcoholic and he thinks the whole world owes him something. And I was always eight and a half months pregnant and I'm being accused of cheating. And I'm like, if I don't want to fuck you, what the hell makes you think I want to fuck somebody else? Seriously, the last thing that was on my mind when I was eight months pregnant yeah. was having sex with anybody. I worked anywhere from 12 to 10 to eight hour days until mm -hmm. I went on a medical eight hour restriction. If I am seriously sleeping and working a third shift, where in that time period do you think I have to fuck somebody else? I'm a whale. I don't want to fuck nobody, not even you. <laughs> exactly. So that was a, that was that was probably I I said I only had two, but that would be the third. That was before my ex, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it, that would be my second toxic, very toxic relationship. Yeah. That was yeah. Anyway, sorry. No, you're oh. good. <laughs> it, it's all related. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's good. Um, I think it was just a combination of everything for me. Mm. It was just finally, we had grown apart. We had basically turned into just roommates. And guys, if you're listening, for men that are listening to this, um, women check out of a relationship before the relationship is over. Mm -hmm. It is completely true. That's why a lot of the times when a chick breaks up with you or breaks it off, they're not crying, they're not upset because we've already cried. We've already had that mourning and we've mm -hmm. let go of that emotional attachment. And it can take a while for that to end, mm -hmm. but that's just the way women deal with it. And that had happened for me. I had, I had gone through the process of mourning it, and I just, I had checked out mm. and he just one too many times accused me of lying when I wasn't lying and I was done mm. and I just, I wasn't going to do it anymore. And that was when enough was enough for me. Yeah. I mean, do you get those words of, I think we should get divorced? Well, yeah, it kind of worked like that, but it was I mean, that's a conversation for a different episode. Yeah. But basically, yeah, that's basically what happened was, okay, this isn't working. Oh, was that your, what was that? That was my knee. Oh my gosh. That was loud. If you guys could hear that, I bet they can. <laughs> that was a good one. So now that we've talked about that, what is, what are like two major red flags for you? Um... Being fucking shady, like hiding shit and lying. Mm -hmm. And and I dealt with that in my marriage mm -hmm. of especially whenever I, I found out he had been cheating, he had been lying and hiding things from me. So that was a, a red flag for me there. And then the way someone speaks to you, if they yes. do not speak with to you as with respect, that is a major red flag yes and I feel like in my marriage we never really spoke to each other with respect but 
the way that I met him was he was speaking very, very disrespectful to his mom. And I stood up and I said, do not speak to your mother like that. And he was like, fuck you. You don't know my relationship with my mom. And I was like, I don't care. You don't speak to someone like that. Right. You know, and I was so frustrated with this man that I turned to the girl that I was standing there. I was like, we got to go. Because if we don't go, I'm going to end up hitting this dude. (laughs) Because I was so irritated with the way that he was speaking to his mom. Right. Standing back now, after 10 years of being in this man's life, fuck his mom. (laughs) Now you're like, yeah, I agree with you. Fuck You can talk to her every way you want (laughs) because I do not like that woman. Right. But hiding shit and lying Mm -hmm. and respect. Yeah. Those would be my two major red flags because I've seen people who betray themselves to this wonderful couple, but behind closed doors and it can go either way. You know, if you're not treating your, your significant other with respect, then there's nothing there because you obviously don't respect them yeah. enough. If your partner does not respect you, Mm-mm, there's nothing. Mm-mm. You you just, you can't, you can't build a relationship on no trust and being disrespectful. So yeah. those, like I said, those would be my two biggest red flags. One of my biggest red flags, and I'm going to explain because I have insecurities too, or I used to really bad, not as much anymore. But my major red flag for me is somebody who is very insecure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because with somebody that. that's insecure comes a whole buttload of issues. Yep. You get a whole bunch. You get jealousy. You get anger. You get that resentment. Mm-hmm. You get control. You get the constant, like, like the constant you have to reassure somebody like daily that's a lot to deal with Mm -hmm. a lot and that can really really wear on your mental health and there's a difference between you know reminding someone that you love them yes and then them constantly being like well do you love me yeah do Do you you love me do you you know do you do you you still find me attractive do you you know i'm like yeah, are, are you planning on leaving me? Are you going to leave me? Are you going to leave me? Like, it's one, like I said, like, it's one thing to check in. But, and the reason why that's a red flag for me is because if your insecurities are that bad, you've not been working on them and you've not tried to get help to work on them. And if you are not willing to work on them, then that's not fair to put somebody in that situation with you. I agree. So that's a very big red flag for me. The other red flag, which goes along with that is, is respect. Mm-hmm. I agree with you on that. Yeah. 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 I, I see the first one. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. I, yeah. And any people with insecurities, you know, cause like I said, I used to be that person that was like, are, you know, do you still find me attractive? You are, are you going to leave me? Would you still love me if this, you know, that sort of thing? Like, um, just, and it was a constant needed to be reminded that the relationship was okay. Well, that was before I worked on my insecurities. Mm-hmm. And once I started working on those, and then I saw them in somebody else and it just, it was, yeah, it was pretty bad. My last relationship was like that. I had to make it very clear several times. One thing you need to know about me is if I'm unhappy, I'm going to leave. Yeah. If I'm here, it's because I want to be here. Yeah. If I'm, if I'm done, then I'm done and you're going to know that I'm yeah. done. So I, yeah. Yeah. So if you do have insecurities, I think that it's important for you to, if you're in a relationship and you want to keep that partner, 
with your, you know, and you've got these insecurities, you need to work on them. You need to figure out why you're insecure, what it is you're insecure about, and how can you fix it. And communicate with that person about yeah. your insecurities. Your partner cannot fix your insecurities. All your partner can do is reassure you that they care about you and that they love you. But I'm telling you right now, if you do not fix those insecurities, it's going to build resentment in your relationship. And your partner isn't necessarily going to be able to handle it mentally after a while there's like you said you know you have your bad days and you'll say yeah you know, babe are we okay can you yeah. just tell me we're okay there's a difference between that and having to reassure them every fucking day multiple times a day yeah i'm not going anywhere i love you you know this is where i want to be there's a difference and i think some people don't understand that there's a difference exactly exactly so so the other thing that I wanted to talk about was what we consider healthy, but I think we've pretty much covered that in talking about, you know, the communication and everything. Um, communication is like the number one key. Yes. It should be your number one priority. A relationship work. Yes. You know, because if you don't have that communication with that person, there's nothing there. Mm -mm. You know, if you can't even sit in a room and not talk to that person, for hours and hours and hours, then why are you together? Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, even if you're playing a video game and he's playing a video game, I'm sure every once in a while you guys will chit chat about something. You know what I mean? Versus going the entire day without talking to that person at all. Oh yeah, he'll he'll be playing games and he'll like either pause it or he'll have it to where he can focus on both and have a conversation with me. Mm -hmm. Or he'll pause it and completely stop looking at the game and like, I'll do that a lot. I'll be like, oh, check out this TikTok when you have time. And he's like, oh, you're fine. I can look at it right now. And then he'll take yeah. a break from the game. And the reason I say that is because prior my relationship with my youngest son's father, 24 pr hours prior to me giving birth to our son, he had not spoke to me. He was upset with me. So he went 24 hours without speaking to me. See, that's And toxic. I remember making a post on Facebook and I was like, if you can go 24 hours without talking to your girlfriend, she's no longer your fucking girlfriend. Agreed. It wasn't until we went to go to the hospital to view the birthing center oh my God. that he actually spoke to me. Oh my God. And then six hours later, I was in labor, you know? That's so that should have shown me right there that that this was, I mean, there were major red flags throughout yeah. that entire relationship. It should have, that relationship was supposed to just be fun. Yeah. <laughs> and I got pregnant. <laughs> Not that I would trade my son for anything. That's how it all starts. Holding hands, you know. It's <laughs> all it takes. Holding hands, then the next thing you know, you're pregnant. It's. I should have realized that this was going to be a bad thing whenever I originally was talking to his older brother and he got jealous. Oh. And then I started talking to him. That should have been the whole, you should maybe have I shouldn't do this. Yes, exactly. The only good thing I got out of that relationship was my kid. Yeah. That's it. That's the only good thing. Yeah. It, he could disappear and I'm, I'm happy with what I have out of this. Right. If I could choose a different father for him, I would, but then I wouldn't be the kid that he is. This is very true. So, okay. Sorry. No, you don't need to <laughs> apologize. You're good. 
So some things that are toxic, a lot of people may not realize that it's a toxic trait because like that goes back to you can't always see those red flags and you can't always tell what flag, red flags you're giving off. Um, lack of support mm -hmm. is one. That is a huge red, uh, yeah, that's a huge toxic trait is you're not having a supportive partner. Um, it's very important that your partner supports you and so you support your partner. Do you have an example of a time that you felt like you needed that support, but they weren't willing to give it to you? Oh yeah, all the time. <laughs> it, it was constant. Well, I mean, like I have an example okay. of... You go ahead and just give me an example okay. and then I'll give so you So an mine. example that I have is I wanted to relocate to another state and have a business. Mm -hmm. And it's my dream goal. It's still a dream of mine. I want to open a bakery. Okay. I've told, I've talked to you about it. Yeah. Uh, he knows about it and it's still a goal of mine. And this is when, this is after stuff started to go downhill in the yeah. relationship. Yeah. And I, um... I told him that, you know, this is what I want to do. This is my passion. This is a dream of mine. And I said that, you know, he wouldn't support it. He, he was like, well, you know, I don't know what to tell you, basically. I said, well, we need to move to a different location. And he was like, basically, well, what if I don't want to do that? And I said, you're not willing to support me. I support you in everything that you do. Mm -hmm. I've all, I was always his cheerleader always supported him no matter what it was always and then when i come and say hey i want to do this want to do that blah 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 it was a big well no i'm not going to do that because i don't want to do it mm. and i was very upset and i don't remember exactly what the conversation was but part of it was him saying so you're not willing to give that dream up for me and i said if you really loved me you wouldn't ask me to mm-hmm you wouldn't ask me to give up my dream. Yeah. And I had told him that in a year, if that didn't happen, I was going to go without him. Yeah. Well, obviously some things have changed since then because it never happened. But yeah, I, I didn't get the support at all. Like it wasn't. And when I would do things, it, there wasn't like a cheerleader there. And as somebody who's a cheerleader for their partner, mm. it was heartbreaking. Like it was so just, it sucks to give every energy to draining someone and them not give it back. Yeah, to you. exactly. You know, everything that I did, there was little to no support. My, my example of that would be, I was in a relationship with this person and I wanted to go back to school mm -hmm. and I wanted to better my life, better my child's life, better our life. Right. And I said, I would have to quit my job yeah. because I wouldn't be a full-time student and I right. would be driving an hour to school every day and an hour back. So right. this would be more of a load on you, but in the end, it would be better for us because I would have a degree right. and I would be making better money and have better hours. And the response I got was, well, I just started, I just started paying such and such on my insurance. So you can't quit your job. And I was like, but in the end, it would be better for us because I would be baking better money. So we would be, we would be better set financially. Right. You know, it may take a toll in the first couple years, but in the end it would be worth it. Yeah. I would be willing to work full time if you wanted to go back to school to better yourself 
but I wasn't receiving that back from him. Right. And that's when I had had enough right. with him. That's when I was like, okay, I can't do this with you yep. because you're not willing to even have a conversation with me about how we could better our lives this right. way, you know? And I was like, I, I just, I can't do this with you then, yeah. you know, at that point, I have to think about my child because mm -hmm. I only had the one son at the time and I was, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. Yeah. I'm talking about the man who's with the, the girl that we had a conversation about not very long ago. She just found out she was pregnant. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I know who you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely, again, that's a huge thing is supporting your partner. Um, toxic communication is another one, which mm -hmm. we talked about that. The whole, when you try to have a conversation and your partner gaslights you, they tear you down. It's like talking to a brick wall mm -hmm. or even, even what Von Scott was doing, which the whole, that can be seen as kind of toxic, mm -hmm. but uh, the whole not say or saying yes, okay, whatever you want. That's just taking, pushing the blame off of whatever your ownership of that situation is. And you're just, you know, distancing yourself from it instead of saying, okay, yeah, I have some ownership over this as well. You know, let's talk about it sort of thing. Like you wanted, you mm. wanted that. And that can actually be seen as kind of a toxic thing, but he didn't mean it in a toxic yeah. way. There are things that I have done. Like I made a comment to him because we're having issues with the dog. Yeah. With my youngest son being autistic, he doesn't sit down and eat like the rest of us. Right. So I have to leave his plate there and he comes and goes as he pleases yeah. to get his food. I can't constantly have a dog going over there and eating his food and then right. me not knowing whether or not he ate it or the dog ate it. Right. So it got to the point where it was like, if we can't figure out a solution, it's either the dog or me. Yeah. Because I can't continuously worry about this because mm -hmm. it, it, it not only affects, it affects my child. Yeah. And if it affects my children, that's where I put my foot down. Right. You know, so that could be seen as toxic, you know, through other people. Mm -hmm. We are giving him an ultimatum, but in the end, the ultimatum is I have to take care of my kids first right. and no animal will ever be as important to me as my children. Right. You and, know? and you're absolutely right. Giving demands like that, like even where I was like, you know, here, if this isn't done in a year, I'm leaving. I mean, that, that can be seen as a toxic thing too. It just, I think it has a lot to do with where it's coming from the context and the it, emotion yeah. behind yeah. it. Yeah, for sure. Um, so another toxic trait that people might not be aware of would be envy and jealousy. Mm -hmm. That is a huge toxic trait. Again, we both talked about how we dealt with that. You know, your first husband, you know, you said, Josh, who you're talking about, mm -hmm. was jealous about you talking to his brother or was that? No, that was my youngest son. That was Damien. Oh, okay. Damien. Okay. Yeah. 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 I thought you meant Josh for a second. I'm sorry, Josh. <laughs> Sorry. Josh ain't got no brothers. He has a sister. <laughs> oh, okay. I didn't think he had any brothers. Um, another one is controlling behavior. Mm -hmm. Again, going back to like the maps, having to have my location mm -hmm. turned on, not for safety reasons, but just to know where I am because for zero reason at all, you don't trust me. You know, that right there is is a controlling behavior that drove me nuts when you told me about that i'm like the, it drove it drove everybody I'm like, nuts i don't that I told. understand why your husband is fucking stalking you <laughs> there was when it became an issue for me 
side side note real quick when it became a major issue for me was when i said i was going to the store yeah while i was at the while i was out i made a stop somewhere else and i got a text message that was i thought you were going to the store why are you looking at my location i'm not in danger I've only been gone, what, a half hour? Mm-hmm. Why are you, why yeah, is remember, this bothering you? I remember this conversation. Yeah. I remember when this happened. That is a very controlling behavior. Very. Yeah. yeah. You have to, yeah. If if your partner can't let you just run to the store, even if you're just stopping, say you're going to the grocery store and you stop at the fucking Dollar Tree. It was know? something, it was literally something like that. You know, like I why, stopped at a dollar store or something. Why is it a big deal if I made one pit stop somewhere else? Are you seriously that insecure that you think that I'm just running off and hopping on whatever dick is there? Like <laughs> pretty much. Like that's what it seems like to me is that he was literally worried that I'm going to go to the store for eggs. But let me stop and get get off my rocks off real quick before right. I come home. I'm going. What? I'm, yeah. What? Yep. I just I can't. No. 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 I'm sorry if someone did that to me. That's a bye. Yeah. Because you were literally fucking stalking me. I turned my GPS off at that point at the location, and then that was a whole nother issue because I turned it off. And you know, when you try to break free from those controlling behaviors, it can cause so much mm -hmm. pushback on that. So, yeah. Um, resentment, you know, your resentment can make you toxic. And it, it did me, like I said, it was toxic at the end. We were toxic towards mm -hmm. each other. The resentment from stuff that I had dealt with over the years really built up. And that was one of the things that made me so angry about a lot of stuff mm. with our relationships. Because was, there was so much resentment there. There was a lot. And it was never addressed because, again, there was no communication, you yeah. know. And when it was addressed, it didn't matter because the things would just keep repeating. Mm -hmm. I That's... We just had this conversation when we were having a conversation about the dog. I said, you have to communicate with me and you have to talk to me right. because if you don't, you're going to end up presenting me and then it's not going to work at all. Yeah, exactly. So if we can't communicate about it, we're going to have issues, yep. you know, because in the end, like I said, you're going to end up presenting me over the whole situation with your dog, you know, and I, and I told him, I said that I don't want you to get rid of your dog. I don't right. want that for you. That is your baby that is your animal that is the the that is the thing that helped you grieve when your father passed away right you know i don't want you to have to get rid of that but we have to come up with a solution for this problem exactly you know and we have to communicate about it mm -hmm. because i don't want you to resent me for having to get rid of your dog exactly when we could have figured out a solution in the end yep you know so exactly yeah, yeah. um Patterns of disrespect. Again, the, you know, the whole controlling is disrespectful. Um, trying to talk to somebody and then putting up a wall and refusing to talk to you. That's disrespectful. You know, there's, there's so many things that fall under that, I mm. think. There were a few times in my past relationship that I would consider, excuse me, be, being disrespectful toward him. And a lot of it had to do with his friends. 
Yeah. I did not like his friends and they did not like me. And I knew that they did not like me. Um, so there was a lot of, um, I don't know why you talk to them. They only, they only talk to you whenever they need something. Yeah. And it was, I could have worded those things differently to him. So that would have been a disrespectful thing on my end toward Mm -hmm. him. You know, he never said those things to me about my friends, but my friends liked him. Yeah. You know, there was a difference. Um, I can't stand people who use other people. Right. So I will, I will pull it out. I will say, this is what this person is doing. Mm -hmm. You may not be able to see it, but I can see it. Right. So if this is the only reason that they're contacting you is when they need you for something or they want you to do something for them, I don't know why you would want to be friends with someone exactly. like that. Exactly. That's messed up. You know, and I think, I think he might have resented me a little bit for those things because I would make those comments to him. But I, like I said, I, if you're going to do something shady and shitty, I'm going to, I'm going to exactly. say something. Um, let see. Negative financial behaviors. Again, like the controlling mm-hmm. of finances or in the other case, you could have a partner that just destroys your credit. Doesn't give, doesn't care. They use your, they use your credit and they bring your credit score down because you know, they're maxing out your credit cards and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And it's very easy to get caught up in that and not realize what's going on until it's too late. When I think of financial things, it makes me think of, um, I saw Uh, It was on Facebook. It was this radio station who they will have people like write in and then they'll give them their advice. And one thing that was a red flag for me for this poor girl was the fact that her husband was throwing in her face all the time. Well, I make the money. So I'm going to, I'm going to do with it what I want to do. Well, why do you need that money? What are you going to do with it? Mm -hmm. You know, you don't make any money. You're not going to make it without me. Yeah. You know, those are, that is very toxic. It is very, very toxic. Yeah. And that's what they told her, you know, that right there is some, one of the reasons I would just fucking leave them. Yeah. Because if they're willing to throw that in your face all the time, you don't need to be with them. No, you don't need to. That's, that's not somebody that cares about you. That's very, very unhealthy. That's just a controlling thing. Um, another one is constant stress. If you're putting your partner or vice versa, your partner's doing it to you under constant stress, that is not a good thing. Like that in itself can be very, very toxic. Yeah. And if you're constantly stressed out, that takes a toll on your mental health. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I stressed a lot about my ex and whether or not he was taking care of himself. Are you taking your medicine? Are you, how much have you been drinking? You know, yeah. are you listening to the, the things that the doctor is saying to you? I was constantly fucking stressed about yeah. the situation. That's because you were having to mother your, your partner is supposed oh, to be another yeah. functioning adult. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. But when you have parents that only talk to you when they want something. Yeah. That whole relationship, that's toxic. Yes. That's very toxic. Yes. Fuck him. Not him, his father. Fuck his father. <laughs> you fucking piece of shit. I didn't care for his dad. <laughs> his dad was a sleaze ball. Yeah. He thought he was God's gift to earth and everyone should want to bow down to mm-hmm. him. See that right there is is an issue because that goes into you know that type of use and that attitude and everything can rub off on your children and then it turns your children into tox toxic people like it really does 
I'm terrified for him. I'm terrified that he's going to turn into his dad. And I don't want that That's for on him, him because before our relationship ended the way that it did, he was a good person. He was a very yeah. good person. He In the beginning, he was. Yeah, yeah. He would give his shirt off his back to somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, he would drop everything to help you if you needed it. And it, it went from that to being crazy all the time. Yeah. And again, I think that plays into the next one here is ignoring your needs. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you needed a healthy partner so that you could function in, in your relationship and you didn't get that. I think I've pinpointed it down to when it started going downhill. Mm-hmm. And it was when he took the second shift position at his, his job. When he went from working day shift and being home with us in the evenings to taking a second shift position, not being home in the evenings, coming home at 11 o'clock at night after work, being up until two or three in the morning and then sleeping Mm -hmm. all afternoon. You didn't see your family. Yeah. And then it got to the point where I was almost begging him to sleep with me. And he felt like he wasn't giving me what I needed anymore. Mm -hmm. And then he opened our relationship, which is not something he wanted, but he did it because he thought that's what I wanted. And I think that's what started that. And I think the stress of working full time, taking care of a family, you know, I want to say, I say it sound really bad, but not knowing what I was doing. I think all of that stress is what sent him in to the schizophrenic could behavior. Be. I could be. You know, that's what that's where the psychosis comes from. Plus with COVID, just have pandemic, mm-hmm. you know, just happening all that on top of it, like that could very well have been the breaking point, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, very I well think he been. mentally had a breakdown. I think that's what I it agree was. With that. And I think that's what caused our relationship to go downhill yep. so quickly. Yep. So I agree with that. Um, lost relationships. Uh, if you have a partner who doesn't like your friends, it's okay to not like your partner's friends. It's okay. Unless that friendship is dangerous or it's severely toxic or whatever, you have no right to tell somebody you really shouldn't be friends with them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like just my... because you don't like the person. Yeah. Just because I didn't like this friend. You weren't like, oh, you can't hang out with them anymore. I had asked him, I don't know why you would want to be friends with that person, but I never stopped him from hanging out with them. I never took that friend away from him. You know, it was a, you may not see it, but they're using you most of the time, you know, but you've been friends with them for so long that you look past those things. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I'm new to this situation and I'm seeing these things and it's like, you might want to reevaluate this friendship. Right. Do this person value you as much as you value them? And see, that's perfectly okay to do stuff yeah. like that. But it's different if that if I was like, you don't need to hang out with them. You need to stay away from them. They're not a good influence, which is one of the things that I wish I would have done because they were such bad alcoholics mm-hmm. that they were pulling him into that, yeah. that lifestyle. And I don't date alcoholics. I right. do not want to be with alcoholics. My father was an alcoholic. Right. My youngest son's dad's an alcoholic. You know, I didn't want that life. Right. You know, but I never stopped him from hanging out with those people. I don't, yeah. I won't stop you from being friends with, I would never make someone choose me over their friends. Exactly. You know, unless it's something like you said, that's dangerous, which their lifestyle was very dangerous. Right. I mean, his girlfriend had to go to rehab for alcohol. 
So obviously there was a problem there. Right. And I didn't think that hanging out with them was the best idea, but right. I never stopped it. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, <coughs> anytime that you have a partner that makes like isolates you from your friends, mm -hmm. especially and family, like I, the only relationship that you can have is the relationship you have with your partner. That's a massive issue. That is so toxic and mm -hmm. you should not put up with that. Like, do not let somebody control you like that. Um, the other one is lack of self-care, which I can see that being a toxic thing. I think it depends. <sighs> That's more situational, I think. A lot of the times depression can cause you to lack that self-care. You stop taking care of yourself because you're depressed. That's when your partner needs you to be there for them. This is when... This is more along the lines of your partner just doesn't give a fuck mm -hmm. and has no interest. They just, they don't brush their teeth. They don't shower. Like it's, it's gross. They look like they live in somebody's basement type gross. Mm -hmm. You know, that in itself, that can be, that can be yeah. very toxic if I that agree. gets out of hand. Um, you know, hoping for change that never happens. Mm -hmm. That's another thing. You know, you, you keep telling yourself, it'll get better. They're going to change. It'll get better. That's toxic to yourself. Mm -hmm. You need to wake up and you need to realize, okay, I've given you three chances, four chances, whatever I've given you, and nothing is changing. You know, like I said, like that, that was one of the breakers of my marriage was, um, I may not have mentioned it actually, but it, that was, like I said, everything Everything was just a break for my marriage, but that was one of the things that I dealt with was um, I would constantly be like, okay, well, he's apologized, said he's going to change, so change is going to happen, and then it would be good for a few weeks and then right back into those same patterns, and uh, for years and years, I kept telling myself, it's going to change, it's going to get better, he's going to change, he's going to change for me because he loves me, and it never happened. Yeah. And I, I see exactly where you're coming from on that because of my youngest son's father. You know, I gave him time after time, even after we had split up, to change the lifestyle that he had, drinking all the time. Mm -hmm. And I gave him chance after chance after yep. chance, and he just will not change. Yep. So then I realized, okay, this person's not going to change for not only himself, but his child. Right. So I'm, I'm giving up on that. I'm no yeah. longer going to continue to give him chance after chance. It's, it's done. It's over. You've, you've showed me that you're not willing to change. Yeah. So there's no point in me continuously trying to help you if you're right. not going to do it for yourself. And and with that, you know, like you may do that for years. Like I said, I did it for mm -hmm. years. You know, you over and over, mm -hmm. you did that. You know, it is never too late to leave a relationship. It doesn't matter if, if you've invested a month in this relationship or 25 years in a relationship. Remember, that was one of the things that I told you was when you were worried about your last relationship, you were like, but I've put the last, you know, what was it, three years or whatever into this, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to lose all that that I put into it. And, um, you know, it's like I told you, it, it doesn't matter. Like mm -hmm. three years is nothing in the grand scheme of things. Mm -hmm. Nothing. It, it really doesn't matter how long you've been with somebody. I think I got to a point where I just was settling. Like, I think yep. that it was, this is all I'm going to ever get. So I might as well just live with it. I think a lot of people do that. Yeah. They think this is the best that I'll get, so I'm just going to keep it. Mm -hmm. And that's not true. That is not true at all. 
Um, walking on eggshells. We both had to do that in our relationships big time because you don't know what's going to set your partner off. So, you know, you want to be not that, you know, we were being beat or anything like that. Like it was a physical thing, but it was that it was more mental, mental and that emotional stress that's going to come after and the regret where you're going to regret that she said anything. So it's easier to just keep the peace not say anything and just tiptoe around the person. That was a lot of his problem was he didn't want to say anything to me because he thought that I would be upset about it. But it's like, if we've had this conversation over and over and over again, and we're still in the same position we were when we first had this conversation, nothing is changing. Yeah. We're not figuring out a solution to the problem. Exactly. You know, and I, like you said, toward the end of your relationship, it was toxic. Toward the end of my relationship, it was toxic. He opened our or he opened our relationship up. He tried to close it. I told him no. You opened my relationship up. I'm not going back to this kind of relationship right. anymore because this is what I feel like I should be. And to be fair, when you, when she said no, it was one day it was okay that the relationship was open, and then the next it wasn't okay. And then again, the next day it would be okay, and he'd be okay with it. And then he wouldn't be okay with it. And so, yeah, telling somebody no at that point, I think, is completely Valid. You're, you're just basically going back and forth and back and forth and you, back and you forth. You can't and it's like, go back and forth like that. It's not good for anybody. It's not healthy. You can't have it both ways. It has to be one way or the other. Both people have to be on board for it. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty much it for the toxic uh, traits that I have here for us. Um, next is healthy. And yeah, like just basically everything that we've talked about. Um, a healthy, a healthy thing in a relationship is respecting each other. Again, you know, that goes back to what you were saying. A red flag for you is disrespect. I agree. That's a huge red flag. You know, uh, having respect for your partner is a really, really big thing. Like when my partner that I have now, Von Scott, when he talks to me, he talks to me with praise. Mm -hmm. He talks to me with love in his voice and, and, and respect. And he values me as a person versus my youngest son's father. Mm -hmm. He would talk to me like I was, you know, dirt, like I was shit on his yeah. shoes. You know, you're cheating on me. You're doing this. You're doing that. You know, why are you here? Why are you there? And it's like, whoa, dude, calm down. Like, yeah. I don't understand what the fuck is happening right now. Yeah. Because he had so much shit going on in his brain that he would eventually take it out on me. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I don't understand why I'm being talked to like this. Yeah. And it would get to the point where we would get into screaming matches and my child would watch me cry and cry and cry. Yeah. And no child should ever witness those types of things. Agreed. Because all that does is cause trauma for them later on in life. It does. And they don't learn how to, to handle that trauma. They don't learn how to cope mm -hmm. in relationships. It's just a repeat cycle. Because what you do around your children teaches them what is acceptable and what isn't acceptable mm -hmm. for their own personal relationships, their life in the future. Like they, they really do cling to that, to what you do, what your mm -hmm. actions are. And you don't want to show them that negative things are positive things in a relationship because we want, we want our children to grow up and have good relationships and learn from the mistakes we made and make better choices. Right. Agreed. 
And I do think that relationships are different when you involve children. You know, I mean, if you're having a bunch of red flags, whether you have children or not, you need to get out of that. Yes. But it is different. A lot of people stay in these toxic relationships for their, for their children and staying in them makes it worse for them. Because if you're, if you're a constant ball of stress, your child is a constant ball of stress because they feel that energy that you're putting off into the world. Yeah, exactly. So, exactly. Yeah, I just I, I don't know. I don't I don't I can't say that I don't understand why people stay in relationships, especially abusive ones, because I've never been in a situation where I've been abused like that, you know, but you can't be and stay with someone who in the end might kill you. You know what I mean? Right. You have to, it's almost like you have to value yourself enough to know that I am better than this, that Mm -hmm. I deserve better than this, that I don't need this person to continue in my life. But there are some people out there that, that like you said, think this is all I'm going to get, you know, and that's not fair to them. It's not, it's not fair at all for them to feel that way. Yeah. Agreed. So, okay. Your next point. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You trust one another. Mm -hmm. Again, that's what we were basically just saying. You know, that goes along with the respect. I think all these things kind of tie in together. Mm -hmm. Um, Another one is communicate. You communicate well. So Mm -hmm. good, healthy communication, which we've talked about as well. Like, again. And you're not always going to have the best conversations with one another. No. The best relationships are the ones that can have the hardest conversations. Yep. You know, if you're, if you, if your partner is doing something that's upsetting you or bugging you, it's better to tell them, Hey, can we talk about this? Than to just let it continue to go on. If you need to take a moment to chill, you know, to where you're heated or whatever, take a moment, you know, that's perfectly fine. And then come back to it if you have to. <gasps> but- Sorry. That communication is so important. It's been a long day. (laughs) Um, Another one is being committed to the relationship. That doesn't necessarily mean you can't have an open relationship. You can't have fun in the bedroom with other people. Like that is, that's a topic that people don't understand, but you can still have a committed relationship and still have those aspects to it. Monogamy isn't for everyone. It's not. And I don't want to detract from what we're saying and like go off into a rant about open relationships or whatever, but um, just being committed to your relationship is just being willing to work on it, being willing to have those hard conversations. Mm -hmm. You have to be on the same level as the person that you're you're with. You guys have to be on the same page for things to work the way that they should Mm -hmm. work. You know, and if you're on this chapter and they're on this chapter, it's obviously not it's not working because no. you're not where you need to be. Yeah, exactly. And um, like you don't need a cookie cutter relationship because there's no such thing as a cookie cutter relationship. Nothing is perfect. No, it's not. And you're going to have bad days. You're, nobody is completely free from being toxic. We all have our moments from, you know, now and then. But the pool, but the, you know, the other thing to that, though, is once again, being able to say, wow, okay, I need to stop. I respect you. For an example. Let's talk about it. Today, 
I had a conversation with you on the phone. Mm-hmm. Where I'm like, I don't want to do this today. I don't want to go. I don't want to. We went out. I'm dressed like this because we went out for a date night. I was exhausted. I didn't. We worked all day on my old house, trying to get everything in the backyard figured out. It was cold. So by the time we got home, I was exhausted. I was like, I don't really want to do this, you know. Um, so when he came home, I kind of just bombarded him. I was like, next time you want to go out sometime, you should probably make sure that I want to do it too. And I could literally see his face drop. And I was like, I'm not, not saying that we can't do this, but just make sure that I want to do it too. You're on the same page. Well, in the car, I thought about it in my head and I told him, forget about what I said earlier. I said, I don't want you to think that you can't surprise me with stuff. You can surprise me with things. But when we're doing things like we did today, where we were so busy in the mornings, by the time the afternoon comes around or the evening comes around, I'm, I'm exhausted and I'm tired and I don't really want to do anything else. Right. But I went, I had a good time and I enjoyed myself and he enjoyed himself. And, and you're glad a, you went, right? I am glad I went with, I'm, I'm, I thanked him for taking me out and I thanked him you know, for wanting to do date night with me because my last relationship, he didn't, he he never knew what to do. He's like, I don't ever know what to say to you. I don't know what we should do. I want to go do something, but I don't know what we should do. And I'm like, if you want to get out and do something, figure out something for us to do. Yeah, exactly. You know, but in this relationship, it's different. He is a romantic person. So he does want to do these things. And those are, those are healthy things, Right. you know? So that's just kind of an example of how I feel about that. So, yeah. Sorry. Why do you keep apologizing? (laughs) She's very sorry, guys. Okay. You have no reason to apologize. I feel like I deter sometimes and go off and. You know, we both do that, but I think this episode we're doing pretty good at staying yeah. on track. Yeah, I think we're, we're doing talking good. about spiders and I know weird YouTube videos. <laughs> so uh, another one is that you're kind to each other. That is super important. Yeah. Um, you know, whether you've had a bad day or your partner's had a bad day, there's nothing worse than coming home and your partner being shitty with you you know, after such a long day or your partner just being a dick for no reason whatsoever. I didn't have no reason. I was really upset over the damn dog. No, no. But I'm not talking about you. No, I'm just but talking I, in I general. Just, that, that came into my head. <laughs> I didn't realize that he had had a rough day at work. Yeah. When he came home, I ranted and raved about this dog because I was upset that she was, she ate a whole fucking loaf of bread. Oh my I was God. pissed. Oh my God. <laughs> I was so mad. But then he was like, yeah, we had a really bad day at work. And I was like, oh, and this just added on to it. I'm sorry. You know, it was, I felt bad for laying all this shit on him as soon as he got home, not realizing what kind of day he had before Mm -hmm. he got home. You know, he works third shift. I'm asleep. He, you know, I'm, I just wake up and I'm pissed because his dog ate my bread, you know, but I didn't think about what kind of night he had that night, you know, and I kind of feel bad because I bombarded him with all this shit when he got home and I didn't think about how he felt when he came home. Right. You know, he, he may have just wanted to come home and relax and here I am bitching about this dog. Could have, yeah. You know, so I, I felt bad about it, but no, I knew you weren't talking about okay. me. So okay. Okay. I don't want you to that think that's what I was saying. That was the first thing that came to my head was 
how that situation could have played out differently and how it did play yeah. out. So, um, another thing is enjoying each other's company. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, like you went ahead and you went out anyway, even though you didn't feel like it and you had a really good time with him, mm-hmm. you know, or like, um, one of my favorite things is to lay in bed with my guy and we just lay there and we watch TikToks together and we just laugh and, or a lot of the times We'll be sitting out here, he'll be playing his video game, and I'll be playing mine on my laptop, and we may not be sitting there talking the entire time, but just being around each other, it feels good. Yeah, we just, even with the silence, we enjoy it. And then as we're sitting there, you know, one of us will see something funny, and we'll tell the other person, and then we go back to doing our own thing. I'm so sorry. (laughs) You are totally fine. So that's a really that's a really huge one if you ask me. If you don't enjoy the person's company, if you can't have a comfortable silence with them, then you may not be in the right relationship. May not be the right person. Toward for the you. end of end of my one relationship, my last relationship was like that. I just didn't even I didn't even enjoy being. We used to, we used to sit down in the evenings and we would pick a show and we would watch it. Yeah. And it got to the point where. I didn't even want to sit and watch that with him anymore. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to. So I'd just play on my phone. Yeah. You know, because I just wasn't enjoying it anymore. Yep. So, yeah. I understand I've that. been there. I understand that, too. Um, again, you support each other's goals. That's something that we've touched on earlier. You know, again, it's toxic to not support your partner. I mean, to an extent, you got to be reasonable. Like, if your partner's like, oh, I'm going to run away and join the circus. You know, obviously. Well, just like... <laughs> You don't want to be like, yeah, I'll see you whenever you come back to town. Well, just like whenever he made the choice in my last relationship, when he made the choice to go from first shift to second shift, I gave him my opinion on it. You're not going to like it. Right. You're never going to see us. You're not going to enjoy this. But if this is your decision, then I support your decision. Exactly. So I just, I went ahead and supported it, even though I was against it, because that is what he wanted to do. Yep. And in the end... He hated it. Yep. So. Told you so. <laughs> well, it got to the point where I would tell him, I'm no longer giving you advice on how I feel about things because obviously you don't listen to how I right. feel or my opinion on it. Right. You know, I gave you my opinion on this and you went ahead and did it anyways. And in the end, you hated it. Yeah. So it was like, if you're not going to take in the things that I'm saying to you, not saying that he shouldn't have took that position. No, I get what you're I, saying. You know, yeah. Taking in the fact, the co- the pros versus the cons. Yeah. You know, if you're not taking those in and you're just on a whim doing this. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of that was manic episodes that he was having. Very well could be. And uh, if you're not taking in what your partner is giving to you and thinking about, okay, well, Maybe I shouldn't do this mm-hmm. or, you know, okay, I listened to what you said, but I still want to do this. Right. You know, you're, you should support them regardless. Oh, agreed. unless they're doing something dangerous, of course, you know, then d- d- don't support those. Don't. Well, obviously scissors. no. Like I said, there, there are stipulations mm-hmm. to that, you know, there are. Um, and then last but not least is you make decisions together. Mm-hmm. I think that's very important, um, especially when it comes to children. Like, for example, in my relationship, obviously the person I'm with now is not the father of my child. Mm-hmm. but And he's not trying to replace a father figure or anything like that. But him and I still make decisions together. Like, well, one thing that we discussed not too long ago was since my daughter's here with me on the weekends at the moment... 
um, bedtime. You know, what, what do you think would be an appropriate bedtime? This is how I feel. This is what I would prefer. And then, you know, them going, yeah, okay, I, I agree with you. I think that's a good mm -hmm. idea. Or there was one, there was, when we were first talking about it, I was like, okay, let's do, let's do 12 o'clock for bedtime. I was saying something like that, like 1130 or 12. And he was like, well, he's like, you know, on the weekend, he's like, why don't we do one o'clock? And I got to thinking about it. I'm like, you know what? Yeah, that's actually not a bad idea, you know? So it, it's important to make decisions together. It's mm. important, again, have that communication with your partner and, you know, to agree on things. Or if you're going to disagree, sit down and discuss why you're disagreeing. Yeah, we had a discussion about financial things where I'm like, before we were together, he was a single man. Mm -hmm. He didn't have the responsibility. I mean, he had responsibility. He owned his house. He owned it's his truck. It's different, though. You know, it's different when you have a family. Yes. And I said, I think from now on when you make purchases that we should discuss them prior to agreed and we had an incident <laughs> where with the dog eating the food that she's not supposed to eat he was going to get a shot collar that was four hundred dollars and i said i don't think we should be buying a shot collar <laughs> for four hundred dollars <laughs> i said i don't think that's necessary <laughs> and he said okay i think you're right like, I think I'm right too. <laughs> well, you got you brought that up about the cat box too, the litter box. He wanted to purchase like this huge, fancy, expensive litter box of this scoops. Motherfucker was like six hundred dollars. I was like, we're not buying a six. Fuck them cats. <laughs> cats can learn to scoop it themselves. I'm like, I love my animals, but uh, I don't even own anything that's that expensive. Exactly. So uh, they aren't because they live rent free here. <laughs> <laughs> It's just a, it's a communication. Mm -hmm. It was a financial decision, you know, um, instead of having joint accounts, it was more of a, before I make a big decision on purchasing something exactly. big, we should have a conversation about it. Yes, exactly. You know, um, because he had a habit of buying things on payment plans on like Amazon and stuff like that. Dude, those add up so they quickly. Do. I've and been I, there. And I'm like, you have to think about how much you're getting versus how much you're spending out. Right. And I, and before you were a single man, you didn't have a family. You didn't have to right. buy groceries for everyone. You don't have to worry about, not only are you worrying about servicing your own vehicle, you're not worried about servicing the vehicle that your family is mm -hmm. going to be in. You know, it, it's those kind of decisions you're making. You have to now think about everyone right. that's included right. instead of just thinking about yourself. Yeah. So it's been a learning curve for him. Yeah, that's definitely when you're not used to it. That mm -hmm. can that can take a while to get used to it for sure. His mom told me that she was like, before you came into the picture, um, I thought that I would only ever have grand puppies. Aww. <laughs> not that I'm having any babies or anything. Like this factory's fucking closed. No. But um, but you know, I did bring to the plate two children, so she mm -hmm. does have now have grandkids, and yeah. you know she. She said before me that she she had just come to terms with it, it was just going to be him. Yeah. And uh, apparently I was a blessing in disguise from the way his mom talks. Um, but you just got to keep working at your relationship to keep it healthy. Right. If you don't work on it and you don't work through issues or communicate or respect or be loyal to the person that you're with, your relationship is not going to last. Exactly. 
And I mean, I for one, I don't get in a relationship thinking, okay, I just want to date this person. In the end, you want this to be your forever. You know, speaking of that, I had that thought the other day, you know, when you just, you drive and you have random thoughts, mm -hmm. you know, I got to thinking about that. I'm like, who is out there that goes to start dating someone or gets in a relationship with them and is like, yeah, I'm not looking for long term. Like... I'm sure there's people out there that do it, but that's just crazy to me. Like when I go to get into a relationship with someone, I'm not like, okay, this is going to be, you know, the next couple of months and then I'm done. It's like, oh, we're going to work on this. We're going to build it and we're going to see where it goes. And mm -hmm. hopefully it's long, long term is the end goal there. I mean, I date to marry. Exactly. You know, I, I date to marry this person. Because if I'm in this relationship with them, obviously I want that in the end. Yeah, you know, exactly. You, your end goal should be wanting to be with this person forever. Yeah. Whether it be if you want to get married or not. Yeah, Some exactly. people don't want to get married. And that's perfectly okay. I completely understand that. Because after my first marriage, I was so against getting married that I had made a rule for myself. If I get engaged, I want to be engaged for five years. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, why five years? That's so long. Because in five years, I will know if I can stand being with this person for exactly. a lifetime. In those five years, I'm going to learn their habits. Mm -hmm. I'm going to learn what they dislike, what they like, what I like, what I dislike. You know, if we're going to communicate well, if we're going to mesh the way that we should. Does this person get along with my kids? Does this person right. get along with my family? Do they, do they get along with my friends? You know, I want to make sure that my end goal is marriage mm -hmm. for this person. Like I want all of these things to come together. So long-term is you are my forever person. Right. You know, you don't, you, I mean, I, there are some people out there that just don't really, they don't look at a, of a relationship as a long term, long -term yeah you know they look at it as short term or they don't look at it as anything they just kind of go with the flow sort of thing and that in itself can cause some serious issues in your relationship if you're just going with the flow yeah you know you're not that, you don't have set goals or anything yeah because that person may have a completely different outlook on it than you do yeah. you know and you you want to be like i've said this a hundred times you want to be on the same page as your partner yeah Agreed. Agreed. So <coughs> this is off topic, but speaking of bread, it made me think of something funny that I read online one time. What? What do you call the end piece in your house? What? No, I'm asking you legit, like the end of the bread. Oh. What do you call like bread, like the end pieces? What do you, in your house, what do you call them? End pieces? I don't, I don't. Some people call them the heel. Some people call them the butt. The heel. Yeah. You call it the heel? Yeah. I grew up calling it the butt. The other day online, well, not the other day, it's a little while back, but I read where somebody said in their house, they call the end pieces the hoe because everybody's touched it and nobody wants it. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> if I get down to both heels, then I'll just make like my, my youngest son, the only thing I can get this child to eat is cheese sandwiches. Yeah. And he's very particular about it. So I have to toast the bread. I have to then put the cheese on it. I have to put it in the microwave to melt the cheese. So if I get to the last two pieces, then I'll just flip them over. Yeah. So he's not feeling the end of it. I'll flip them over and put those two pieces together. <coughs> but my mother, we will literally have 
two sets of heels. Ain't nobody used them. Just throw them away. So I'm like, the, what the? F and I throw them in the trash. I'm like, what the fuck? If we ain't gonna use them, why are we still? Why are they yeah, sitting in my bread basket? I don't understand. But that's funny. Yeah, I, I thought you gave. I thought yeah. everyone would get a kick out yeah, of that. That's funny. So why did you smoke this week? Um, I didn't actually. I don't think I've smoked. Well, no, I take the back. I did smoke some this week. Um, you liar. Just, just to smoke. Just to feel good. Yeah, that's perfectly fine. And I got acceptable. real toasted last night and watched. Uh, I survived. I survived a serial killer. Oh, that's a good show. Yeah, I'm. I've. Uh, I'm getting rid of my Hulu and getting on his Hulu, so I'm mm -hmm. like trying to re-add all the shows that I watch. So I'll start getting recommendations. Right. And I survived, and I survived. My serial killer had popped up, and uh, excuse me, I had never watched the serial killer one. So I. Got pretty, he had to go to work last night. So. There's some I good smoked. stories on there, yeah. Yeah, I smoked a little bit and uh, got sucked into that shit. He's like over here doing this shit to me, and I'm just like, <laughs> in the TV. You were into it. I was, I was into the show. Yeah, it's a good show though. Yeah, so I just smoked to smoke to feel good. Good. Still not got my paper printed, so I can get my meds yet. So I smoked to not be a crazy bitch. Um. What's our good reason? Like, there's this song, um, I Don't Cry When I'm High. Oh, you'll have to send it to I me. will have to send it to you. Yeah, send but it to me. But it's basically like, I don't cry when I'm high. I don't think about, like, basically she's like, I don't think about you anymore enough to make myself cry because I've numbed myself enough right. to not care about it right. anymore. Right, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I numb myself enough not to cry. <laughs> there you go. I don't have my emotional outbursts when I've I've smoked. Right. So same. Uh, why did you smoke this week? Um, because it's been very stressful because we have been trying to find a place to move into. We have had, it's been such a headache of finding places and, you know, just, yeah, well, we did finally find something. Mm -hmm. Um, but I've been very stressed out because we're getting down to the end where the lease is up. We got to be out and we hadn't found anything. Well, as of yesterday, we went ahead and we put the deposit and everything down mm -hmm. and now we're just waiting for them to give us the lease so we can sign it and then we get the keys and we move oh, in i know i'm so, so excited. excited i can't wait yes so i can't wait until we have warm weather and we can have a cookout at my house and you guys can come over and, and we have a cookout at our house, house. yeah because i'll get my grill out of storage hell yeah yeah hell so yeah. have a fire pit going just yes. hanging out yes i cannot wait to have my fire pit again i'm so excited to sit around it it's it's nice to like we literally just finished getting everything out of the yard mm -hmm. and we had already been completely cleaned out of the house but we had one more week to get everything cleaned out of the out of the yard and get my right. shed taken down and everything like that and i literally walked away i have one more thing to do in that house and that's to get trash up out of the basement and i am fucking done that's awesome i am that's and awesome. i'm so ready i'm so ready to not be stressing anymore mm -hmm. and i completely understand how you feel yeah you know to just finally have that wave of relief it is a huge relief 
And I'm so excited to be out of an apartment, to Mm -hmm. be in a house. And because my daughter, that was one of the first things she asked. She's like, so I can be as loud as I want? I can jump up and down? And I'm like, yes. And you won't bother anybody except for me when I tell you to quit fucking yelling. (laughs) I know I did it. I didn't realize how loud my youngest kid jumped until I was in the basement trying to clean. And oh, he's gosh. literally running back and forth and jumping. And I'm like, God damn. Was like it like, thump, 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 sounds thump, like thump. he was going to fall through the fucking floor. <laughs> he did. Here's a, here's another side note for you guys. Um, my uh, We bought loft beds for both of the oh, boys. yeah. Whenever we moved into Von Scott's house. And uh, my youngest son seems to think that his bed is a fucking trampoline. And my mom, <laughs> her room is directly across from my youngest son's room and she goes you need to stop jumping on that bed like it's a trampoline and 30 seconds later i hear thud and crying oh and his loft bed is a three foot up off the ground so that's why i picked the smaller one just so if something were to happen and he were to fall off he wouldn't have as far to fall oh but he did he does have a goose egg on his head but uh things like that is I don't have to worry about neighbors thinking I'm beating my kids. This or is anything. true. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> they just, oh. he just ends up with bruises himself. Um, but yeah, I, I'm so excited for you guys. I really Thank you. am. We I'm are very excited. excited. I'm excited to, to start recording in your new house yes. and be able to come new and visit to you. Film. Yeah. Yep. We won't have upstairs neighbors who, uh, fucking sound like they're murdering each other i think they are half the time to be honest with you i i don't know what they do up there but they're very very loud y'all need to listen to this episode (laughs) i hope they can hear us there's no way that they can but it would be nice if they could and they'd be like oh we didn't realize we were that loud we're gonna play the episode up against the uh (laughs) no sadly i don't think they give a shit to be honest i don't think they do either no so if they gave a shit, they wouldn't be playing music at all hours of the fucking day. They night. started music at 5 a.m. the other day. Like, what? The, and it's not like it's loud music. It's it's the bass. The bass is so loud, it will rattle the walls. Like, I don't understand it. And that sucks for you because you work from home. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Because since I work in the office, I don't know if they can hear it. Because most of that stays towards this side of the apartment. So I wonder if their apartment's set up like this one. It is set up like this one. So they're probably listening to it in their bedroom. Yeah. So, okay. No, 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 no. They take it in the bathroom to start with because somebody takes a shower and the music is in the bathroom. And then I pretty, well, maybe it is in this room then. Maybe it is. And I just, it's just close to, they just have it so loud. It sounds like it's coming from it, They everywhere. might have it on the wall right over here. They might, yeah. Between the bedroom and the bathroom. Yeah. And just it's leave ridiculous. the door open, yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah, I get that. I get that. That's one of the things that I'm glad about living with him now is I no longer have upstairs neighbors. This is true. Because the last few months, uh, all they did was fucking party constantly. There are a bunch of young kids that have no respect for the fact that I had children and I had to ask them numerous times, please be quiet. I have kids that go to sleep at night. You know, they have school the next day. Speak of the devil. Um, Hello, neighbors. They have, they have school, you know, you, we can't be up all hours of the night with you guys um, being loud and partying and everything. And uh, I don't know if either one of them watched this. I really don't give a fuck, but I threw them under the bus to the landlord. 
I let them know, I let him know that they have a felon living upstairs who had the police walk through my apartment. Yeah. That he broke into the apartment and that's why they had to get the the locks changed. I threw her under the bus and I have no regrets. She's moving anyway, isn't she? She, she supposedly is and I guess her cousin was staying. Yeah. But after I let the landlord know that her boyfriend was her a cousin's felon. Moving. I'm pretty sure that they're not going to stay much longer. <laughs> no, they won't. I be. have, I don't hold grudges very well. Like I don't, I don't, I'm not that kind of person. Like if you've done me wrong, you do you dude. Karma's a right, bitch. Exactly. But this little fucker after this incident, he literally put me on the map for the cops. Yeah. And I am not okay with that. No, I don't. I do not want to be watched. I have no reason to be watched. So he gets, I'm helping my mom load stuff off of our porch and I see him picking clothes up out of his car. Like he pulled up and starts pulling up stuff. And I look at my mom and loud enough for him to hear me. I said, really hope he doesn't think he's going to be taking all that upstairs considering I just told the landlord he's living here, but they're going to get evicted real soon. He's then a- he proceeds to walk up to me and go, do you guys need help? Not from the fuck you go away. <laughs> Oh Boy, my I want to throw punch you. Stay oh away gosh. from me. I'm glad that you're moving out, but you've I am moved too. out of there. It's not. And that's the thing is, I don't, I, I don't dislike them. Right. I don't dislike them. I just think they're young and want to party, and they're in that stage. And I guess when I was that age, I already had a kid. You have to be considerate of other people, though. It's not all live, about you. Yeah. You know, we had a house that was separated. The bottom half was mine. The top was theirs. You know. And I, I get it. I got kids. They're loud sometimes, you know. And she, mm-hmm. she told me the only time she ever heard anything going on is when my youngest son would run back and forth throughout the house, which she works for a center with autistic kids. So, yeah, she, so she understands, understands. Yeah. you know. But when you're coming home three or four o'clock in the morning after being at the bar all goddamn night and you want to be loud and obnoxious, that's when I have a problem. I agree. You know, my oldest son's room was right underneath those stairs that they right. go up there, up to their apartment too. Yeah. And it's like, if you are falling down drunk, falling down your steps and being that loud that you're waking my kid up, mm-hmm. we have a fucking problem. Agree. I agree completely. You know, and that's the thing. I don't hold anything against either one of them. I like them. Her boyfriend, on the other hand, I hold a whole no, lot against him. He's a whole, he's, he's something else. So. I'm yeah. really, I'm, I mean, I can, I will be a bitch if I have to be, but I'm not normally like this. Right. You no, know, I, I asked, she's really not. I asked several times prior to all these situations, Hey, can you guys be a little bit quieter? You know, Hey, you know, um, can we not do that? Hey, it'd probably be best if you didn't have him living up there, mm-hmm. you know, but oh, well, sucks to suck, I guess. Yeah, I threw her. I, I looked at I don't him. Blame you. I looked at my landlord and I said, you know what? I'm throwing blank under the bus because the last two months you. I am completely done. Yeah, I don't blame you at all. So we'll see. So yeah. I'll probably get shitty text messages. Oh well. In a couple months or in the next month or so. Well, that mm-hmm. sucks. Learn some respect for other people. That's all I've got to say about that situation. My thing is, is why would you want to be in a relationship with someone who stole property? From someone who worked at the jail, brought it to your house, broke your lock with a (laughs) screwdriver, then proceeded to dump the belongings in your house and flee. 
I don't know. Why would you continuously want to be with somebody like that that had to get a warrant to search your apartment knowing you had paraphernalia up there that could have gotten you in trouble? They basically told the police the reason that they don't want to let you up in this apartment is because there's paraphernalia up there. And the cop literally looked at her and said, we don't care about it. Yeah. We are here looking for one thing and one thing only. Yeah. And that's all we want to see. I mean, obviously, they walked through my apartment and see my giant collection of sex toys. They didn't give a fuck about none it. of that. They yeah, were they just looking for shit. the stolen property. Yeah. Who the fuck steals shit from somebody that works at the police department anyway? An idiot. He... A complete idiot. I'm pretty sure this kid's like 21. Yeah. And I just want to smack him. <laughs> I don't blame you. I would too after that whole ordeal. So I've made so many comments loud enough for that little boy to hear me that he should probably just stay the fuck. Well, I'm sure that's why he was he was trying to, you know, gird some brownie points or something by You guys need help? Yeah, you need any help. And I just kind of looked at him and I was like, no. <laughs> Not from you. Should have been like, we don't accept felons here. Sorry. <laughs> Do you like that thing I posted the other day? <laughs> Which, it's, oh, yeah, yeah. It's fell in love, love not, not fell in love. love. <laughs> <laughs> I know a few people who could take that advice. Well, his girlfriend didn't like it, so obviously she didn't, she didn't like that too much. Oh. Not that I'm against felons. My brother, no, no. My brother is, I, would he be considered a felon? What was he? Meth and arsenic. Ar yeah. Ars arsenic. Arson? Yeah, they burnt the house down while doing meth. Oh, he's a felon. Okay. I mean, obviously, I don't... I love my brother. I love him. He made some really stupid fucking choices, but I love him. Yeah. You know, it's not that I have anything against him. It's a felon. That that it's meth just... right there, that tells you that's, that's felony. <laughs> so he's a felon. <laughs> Sorry. He'd be naked as shake and bake, my dude. <laughs> All right. I think it's probably a good place to end it. I think yeah. it was a good episode. That was a good episode. You know, send us your your bits and pieces, your stories about relationships, healthy relationships you've had, toxic relationships, what you think are red flags, you know, or what did you think about our episode if you didn't like it? Be nice about it, though, because if you're going to be a dick about not liking the episode, we will block you. I have no issues with that because it's not like you're going to listen to us anyway. Respect. Yes. Be respectful. Yes. But yes, with that being said, um, again, we're glad that you joined us and we look forward to it every week. We love you guys. Make sure that you check us out on YouTube, Google Podcast, Anchor, Spotify. And Stitcher. And Stitcher. Yes. Thank you. Also, um, we'll let you know when we're going to be doing that TikTok and you guys can join in for that live episode. I think that'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. Don't forget to like, sub, subscribe. Yep. Uh, Share rate. us. Yeah. Like our um, our Facebook, uh, our Instagram, all of those things. We're yep. trying. We're going to really try. We've still been a little bit busy from the last few months leading yeah. into these months. But we really do want to start being more socially active on our social medias. Mm -hmm. um, so we would love for you guys to uh, be a part of that with us. Um, we absolutely love getting feedback from you. Even if it's negative feedback, we still love it because then you're, you're taking the time to tell us, you know, how you feel about it. But like we said exactly. before, respect. Be respectful. You don't have to be There's an asshole. There's that time again. Respect. <laughs> but yeah, 
All right. Well, we will see you guys next week. Thanks so much for joining us. All right. Bye. Bye. We love you. Mwah.